to eat it. I go, oh. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of From the Tips. It's me, your boy, Brian, always joined. By my fabulous co-host Rick Landis, how we doing, good buddy? What's up? I'm chilling, like a villain. Um, hashtag just chilling. Hashtag chilling. Um, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Um, I was told not to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it because about it's it. just who I am as a person. It. It's dark at six o'clock now, so that sucks. Um, it's the worst. I gotta ask, how do you feel about that? Because I at least get to be outside for work. So I get to enjoy the sun a little bit. Like how, how is this time of year for someone like you? I know I hated it when I was, when I was still in an office. It's depressing because you get into work in the dark, you leave work in the dark. You don't get light. Like this is why seasonal depression is a thing. Your body needs light. It needs the sunlight. What vitamin is that from the sun? D. Yeah. It needs the vitamin D from the sun to make it happy give you the happiness you don't get that when you work in an office that's just not a thing true they lock you in the darkness exactly and also it makes it even funnier because i work in a basement of a building so i'm literally in a dungeon from like we we don't even want you to be happy during the summer that's 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 where you're at that's all you get is just thinking about the summer constantly and like i like winter (sighs) don't get me wrong things that happen during the winter they're fun winter activities snow all that jazz right no no snow no, not a fan of this. Snow can stay. Okay, so snow, snow apparently can stay. Rick has no, a vendetta snow against snow. I, um, I work outside. I don't want to. I don't want snow. Actually, that's a very good point. <laughs> Advantage when you work inside is you don't have to be out in the snow. True. Um, still have to get to work though. Yeah, because they don't care about your safety when you work. They do the not. Place. They're like you coming into work today, and it's like, well, they're like, they're like you can get to the building, and then if you get stuck here, you can just keep working, I guess. Yeah. Let me just <laughs> let me just hop on my my. Uh, my snow, what? snowmobile that's the word uh, <laughs> that's the one that's the that's the snow transportation let me just get my dog sled yeah let me just get my dog sled get to work thank you very much i'll, I'll be in a few after <laughs> i try not to die thank I'm you to take a stop at PetSmart though because i was not expecting to have to take my dogs today <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna need oh, some grub they're gonna need a bit of food they're kind of not ready for this uh but yeah no i'm not a huge fan of the getting to work in the dark and leaving in the dark thing kind of depressing yeah, i'm not, not gonna lie to you so that's my opinion is that it sucks it's fair it does you know it doesn't well, suck though you. you know it doesn't suck what hopefully some solid holidays we have going this week what do we got buddy there's some good days coming up love that uh, today november 9th when you're listening to this podcast is national scrapple day oh um, I feel like Scrabble is like a hater, hater love kind of thing. I don't think there's really an in between of Scrabble. Yeah, I would agree. Also, I don't, I don't know if it's just a weird thing with me, but like I don't like Scrabble if it's not with breakfast. That's fair. I agree. I, it should just be a breakfast yeah. thing. No, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, more importantly, November 9th. Well, not more importantly yet. It's also National Louisiana Day. <laughs> um, so shout out. 
How does this keep happening? Shout out LSU. I think this is every Tuesday after I say there's no day holidays that there's a holiday. Um, Excuse me. Hold on. <clears throat> Back that statement. Up. Yeah. What's up? Did you say when there's no day holidays? Yeah. Did you mean state? That's what I. That's Hol- what I said. Yeah, just you know, there's no day yeah, holidays. Run, yeah, anymore. run it back. You'll hear it. I said state. Um, also, <laughs> more importantly, on November 9th, we have my parents' wedding anniversary. Hey, um, all right. Years, so congratulations to them. I don't know if they listen. Um, they might hear me while I'm doing this, but I don't know if they listen. But anyway, congratulations. I wouldn't be here without that day. So exactly, that's kind of important to me. You got you uh, to <laughs> feel, feel good for the Montanas, you know? Oh, yeah. For- <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes? It's been it's been forty two episodes before we've brought up Mike Montana. I think, I think we should solid. leave it at that. I think we should just leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, they don't know. They Let don't. People know. wonder. The people don't need to know. They don't need to know. We're happy for the Montanas. That's all you need to know. That's it. <laughs> uh, November tenth, we have the Marine Corps birthday. So thanks to everybody that's ever uh, been in the Marines or served. Shout uh, out to our friend John uh, uh, Franco Perez who served. Oh in yeah! The Marines. Shout out. Um, also national vanilla cupcake day, which I think pairs well with national Marine Corps day. Uh, <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. I imagine most Marine Marines love cupcakes, uh, especially vanilla ones. Cause they're the best, uh, national Sunday day is on the 11th, like ice cream Sunday. Mm. Not like, yeah, we're not. Okay. See, I was, ve- I was Sunday. very confused. Yeah, no, that- we have, we have a day for that every week. Uh, it's also, national veterans day. <laughs> it's also veterans day on the 11th. So thanks once again. Um, November 12th, probably. Okay, this is probably the best day we've had so far. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, we're starting it off on November 12th with National French Dip Day. One of oh. the best sandwiches you can have. Oh, French dip. So good. Um, oh, National God. Pizza with so the Works, except Anchovies Day. Love that. Loving that call out, that very yeah, right? specific yeah, right? call out. I love that. That's I'm amazing. That. That's so great. Uh, it's also that. National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Do you remember reading that when we were younger? I do remember reading that when we were yeah. younger. Um, is it for the book or is it like a National Chicken Soup for the Soul like to eat? I don't day? know. I would assume the book because it seems pretty specific to the soul. I mean, chicken soup is good for the soul, but like, it I is. Like, that is correct. I feel like that's not necessarily a well-known thing. Um, so we're going to go with the book. I love that. Uh, but French dip and pizza, that's huge. That's French dip and pizza is a great day. Um, that's the wombo combo of the century wombo right there. Combo. <laughs> uh, national, uh, national world kindness day is on November 13th. So go ahead and be kind to people. Okay. And please do it every day. But if you don't do it every day, maybe you can start on the 13th and then like, keep it going after oh. that. The world needs it. And, he, and we all know, as people who I assume watch golf, play golf the whole nines, we've seen those videos of guys from different golfing groups getting just so mad for no reason and fighting each other on a golf course. Just stop that shit. Just be kind to each other. People True. need it, man. Yeah. People need it. Yeah, just be nice sure. to people, man. That's all. And then November 14th, I got to shout it out because I had the best one of my life yesterday. We have National Pickle Day. I don't know if that's talking about. Um, yeah, I'm assuming that's pickles, just the food. Um, not like, isn't there a sport called pickle? There's pickle ball. I thought there was a sport that was just pickle, just pickle. No, I, I, don't, I don't know, know. but I know um, it's pickle ball, but yeah. So, uh, backstory, we went to this place called Mayzilla up in, uh, Sailorsburg, Pennsylvania. Shout out to Klingles farm. Yeah. For making some banging pickles. So good. They're so good. Uh, actually, right. I'm going to go get one right now and let people hear this crunch. Cause you gotta, 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. narrate the crunch to the best of my ability at this point. So it the crunch is like one of those crunches that you feel in your brain when you bite into it, kind of like a, almost a satisfying scratch to the back of the brain. It's it's just incredible, truly. Like the Vlasic commercials, where it's like crunch doesn't taste like a Vlasic. Wrong. These taste better than a Vlasic. Okay, we're here. So He's I got back with pickles. them. Um, these are. Garlic kosher dill whole pickles. So good. Okay. The flavor itself is just like the best you can get flavor wise. Um, for those of you watching the YouTube video, I am now revealing the pickle <laughs> on the screen. Um, amazing looking pickle here. That was so dramatic. <laughs> like those Such a dramatic right pull. Okay. Um, here, I'll show the, the, the little container too for those on the YouTube. Nice container. What, what farm is that? Now, is that say natural harvest? Natural harvest. Nice. Uh, gourmet pickles. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Right. Turn your volume up because it's about to go down. You ready for this? I'm so excited. Oh. The crunch. Oh. Ready? Here we go again. Do it again. Yep. Yeah. That I mean, that's all you need out of a pickle, right? I mean, there. nothing better. Nothing better than a good crunch out of a pickle, and it's garlic flavored. So I'm kind of living the dream right now. If you can't get down with garlic, um, first of all, are you a vampire? Solid <laughs> question. Because I won't I won't judge you if you are a vampire. I get it. I do. But if you aren't a vampire and you're not down with garlic, I can't help you. I don't know how to assist. If you're not, if you're not looking at a piece of garlic bread and immediately salivating and are trying to figure out exactly how you can get your hands on it to eat it, I go, oh. <laughs> Well, that's that's gonna be the start of the episode. That's <laughs> we're firing it off with that first. Got a new commercial. Uh, got a new commercial for the pickles. Uh, yeah, garlic's the best. That's a fact. Uh, Rick, um, being anyways, a great friend of, that he is, let me have two of these pickles. Oh, so good. Some of the greatest pickles I've ever had. Um, speaking of things that are the best, Victor Hovland. Oh, are you talking about? Are you you my friend? Are you discussing the sunny Scandinavian? Quite possibly the never frowning Norwegian, the Victor Happy Hovland. Did you come up with all these nicknames? I did. I spent a good amount of time at work today <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out these nicknames. Uh, yeah. How did you have so much free time at work, Brian? Well, you know, when you get a when you get a new job and you turn in your two weeks. Oh, you got a new job? I did. I dig it. You like job. to tell the folks about your new job? You yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be working uh, with our buddy and uh, friend of the podcast, friend of the blog at Cross America, uh, Colin, the homie, got me got me this job. Thank goodness for him. Uh, so I will be working as a technical producer for a web broadcasting company. Uh, so very excited. We're about, about to get that. real official, people. We're about to get, it's about <laughs> to get real, real out We're here. We're about to have all the software. Man. <laughs> Woo! Um. But yeah, so having having motivation to do anything at work is a bit tough. That's fair. Um, well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank Always you. Always love hearing about that. Um, but yeah, those nicknames were fun. I did have I fun creating cool. those. Good time. Yes, Victor Hovland takes the W at the championship at Mayakoba. 
I would say the whole name, but Worldwide Technology Champion at Mayakoba just takes way too long to say. We'll just call it Mayakoba. So it's going to be called Mayakoba, which is what everybody seems Maybe to be Maybe the Cobes? It. Can we call the, the Cobes? Yeah, winning at the Cobes, bruh. That's how I imagine Victor Hovland saying that too. That's that would be if Kyle Morikawa won, we'd have to call it the Cobes. Yeah, that sounds pretty yeah. Cali boy. That would be pretty Cal, uh, Cali boy <laughs> if he did win. Um, and actually, I'm I'm glad you brought his name up because we're gonna be talking about him a little bit later. Uh, but Victor Hovland takes the W with a total 23 under, absolutely dominating with a round four 67 on Sunday. Um, he had a five stroke lead at one point. And it was just very apparent that he was going to continue to dominate until he gets the W. As far as like the entire event statistics are looking at, he was eighth in driving distance, second in driving accuracy, and fifth in green regulations. If you're in the top 10 in the three major categories to winning an event, basically, you're probably going to win eight out of 10 events. Twice, you're probably going to get unlucky because it's golf. But when you when you're in the top ten and three of the major categories as as I would consider them, you're probably gonna end up winning a tournament, and it showed on yeah. Sunday. On Sunday, he was just running away with the thing. Basically, uh, ended up being a four stroke. No, did yeah, a four stroke yeah. victory in the end. As uh, Carlos Ortiz coming in second, good for the Mexican. Oh yeah, um, coming in at nineteen under. Justin Thomas in third at eighteen under. Uh, 1800 yeah okay 1800 under 1800 under he didn't win a quite dominant performance by jt that came up quite short (laughs) it's crazy really um (laughs) scotty scheffler in fourth got a 17 under and maddie wolf t5 at 16 under with joaquin neiman also matthew wolf with the low round of the week matthew wolf with the low round of the week with that uh thursday 61 huge ridiculous start from maddie wolf he had the lead going into saturday and then lost it to ye old victor hovland who was just steady eddie the entire way uh also getting that nice saturday 62 that'll be helpful yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) wasn't the lowest round of the week but i'll take you there if you do it on a saturday we'll do it um so what's cool about this uh this championship this tournament the mayakoba is that you're, you're getting to see your big names in the top 10 as from the top 10 down. It's Sergio Garcia, Andrew Landry, Abraham answer, Danny Lee, Joaquin Neiman, Matthew Wolf, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Carlos Ortiz, and Victor Hovland. You're seeing your big names back at the top, pretty much where they're supposed to be. Yeah. I would say at least seven of those, of those 10, if not eight of those 10 are household names for people that even have seen one golf tournament. Like they're all, they're all people that have, are, continuously mentioned on golf broadcasts to the point where if you if you showed someone one tournament you'd probably hear all their names at least once exactly and you go to t11 and you're seeing guys that i would i would kind of call your uh not your secondary guys by any means but people that consistently watch golf they're going to know these names t11 maverick mcneely Seamus power brandon todd taylor gooch like those are guys that yeah. you know we Good know enough. yeah you know, so it, it's nice to see the bigger names being the top 10 again, because it kind of tells you, hey, like regular golf is back. We're getting back into it. We're getting, getting back, back into, into the swing, the swing of, things. of things. And Whoa. wow, <laughs> we got to we got to stop hanging out. Um, do we have speak- to hang out more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were a couple seconds off. We got to hang out more. Yeah. So we uh, we got pictures this weekend at the uh, at the maze, uh, Mazilla that we went to. And 
we we looked at one of the pictures. We zoomed in on me and Rick sitting next to each other. Same body positioning, same hat style. The only thing that was different is I had sunglasses on. We were both leaning the same direction. It was a carbon copy copy of each other. And uh, it really starts to make you wonder if people just start becoming becoming one at some point. I'm going to make that the, here, make that the post for, for the episode this week. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's something, I'll tell you what. Uh, but looking at the FedEx points, because I feel like it might be a bit too early, but might as well just kind of get some of these names that we might not see later in the season. Talk about them now. For example, Sam Burns, still number one in the FedEx race right now. Go, Sam. With his 647 pro, uh, total FedEx points. Sung JM doing Sung JM things, nonstop playing golf. He's in second. That's just going to happen. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama in third, Victor Hoblin in fourth, and Max Homa in fifth. I did not see Max Homa getting top top five. Yeah, I know he has the win. I was going to say he had the win a few weeks what's, ago. What's crazy, look at his number. Other than his win, he has 2.7 FedEx points. If he if he didn't he, have he the win, he squeaked out a cut and then he won a tournament. <laughs> if he didn't have the win, he'd be sitting at a very nice 2.7 FedEx points. <laughs> Not even close to on the radar. Oh, but it, it's it's still funny too because obviously, like I said, this is way too early to be looking at this, but we're gonna do it anyways because Lucas Holiday, Herbert, and Rory McElroy, both T5, sitting at 500 flat. But that's why, we like have that's why this time of year is fun because you get to see names at the top that you're definitely not going to see come, come the time the season, like the season is coming to an end because there's only so many holidays. So he probably won't be on the list for very long. I know there's, you can only golf on so many holidays. Roy McElroy, hopefully we see him come back into form from what he was before, but we've seen it with so many golfers. When families start to come into play, you don't have as much time for golf. Yeah. And you can tell when people start to have families and they, they, their golf game takes a little bit of a hit. Um, so, but hopefully we do get to see Rory back in, in the swing of things a little bit. Cause it's always fun watching Rory play well. Exactly. And I completely agree with you because Rory is one of the most exciting golfers there is. Uh, you can, you can, you saw that during the president's cup, even though Europe didn't do too hot, Rory was still exciting to watch. Oh yeah. Uh, except, Sorry, Roy, had to root against you. Actually, I'm not sorry at all. Go States. Um, either way. <laughs> um, but let's look into some some specifics about the sunny Scandinavian himself, Victor Hovland. Um, just because I, I feel like this just needs to be talked about. So I'm looking at his stats, par yeah. usual. Uh, I sent Rick a picture of what I'm looking at. and He's trading he, stocks. <laughs> it's it's, it's it not like. trading stocks. I told you about this last week, folks. I found this website. You better get trading. ready. I can see it. There's there's fluctuations in the numbers. Yes, that's in his strokes gain total, and we can get into the specifics here. Either, that or, you're editing, off either that or you're editing our podcast. One of <laughs> Live editing of the podcast. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about this because it's interesting because – when he came up kind of at the same time as Colin Marikawa, Colin Marikawa was kind of touted as the next greatest thing to happen to golf. And nobody else was really discussed in that kind of phenomena. And I wanted to look at it because when I look closer, he is above tour average in every major category, except for around the greens. And even then, uh, this is what happened this week. Around the greens, his stats were incredible. He had obviously worked on it or something like that. Let me take a look at the uh, the tournament breakdown here. 
2022 season. Here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, so around the greens, he was a whole 8.8% higher than his average. So what the only thing that seems to be missing in his game, at least consistent, consistently speaking, is his around the greens strokes gained average. Other than that, he is above average in putting by a full point. He's above average in driving distance a whole point and a half. He's above average in driving accuracy a whole point and a half. And his approach game is two strokes gained better than the, than the, the average for the entire tour. Is he, this is a question to you, is he the best all-around golfer right now when he is quote-unquote on, when he's on his game? Well, first things first, I, I wonder what, like, if do you think there's a way we could talk to him? Because I want to know what it's like to be above average at something. Yeah, right. I've, <laughs> I, I feel like we could talk to any of these guys uh, just because they're usually above average at something, uh, and we're not. So. Um, do I think he's the best? When he's at the top of his game, no. I think if you go head-to-head with both players at the top of their game, Kyle Morikawa takes it. The issue is we don't get that because Kyle Morikawa can't putt. That the days that, that Kyle Morikawa putts, he dominates the field. So that's why I'm going to say Kyle Morikawa, not to be on the bandwagon, even though we love Colin. Um but yeah, I think head to head, Colin and Victor, also just solely based on the experience of winning a big tournament. Victor Hovland still hasn't won anything like super huge. Mm-hmm. Colin Morikawa has a WGC and a major already. Exactly. Yeah. So he's he's able to perform better under pressure. So I think head to head, I think Colin takes it. I think it's definitely close if they're both at the top of their game. Um, but I think Colin edges him out. Yeah. So here's the interesting part about. Uh, the breakdown here for Collins. So his driving accuracy is a whole two points above, just kind of like Victor's. Um, His approach, Colin Marikawa's approach game is a whole two and a half points over a total, a a total half point over Victor for the average for the tour. Yeah. He's insane with his approach. His driving distance is about average. We know that he's not like the longest hitter of all time. And I think what separates him from Victor Hovland is his half point above the average for around the green strokes gained. I really think, because we knew this about Victor coming into the last two years, is like we've seen him flub wedges just about as many times as we've seen each other flub a wedge almost. And I think that's really where Colin separates because his putting is only 0.3 below the tour average uh, because yeah. we've seen his putting progressively get better as he continues to play. So I think you're right when it comes to that. Colin might be the better all-around golfer when he's, yeah. when he's quote-unquote on. But I feel like we really got to start giving some respect to, to Victor because looking at these stats, and I'm not surprised by them by any means, but looking at these stats, considering he turned pro in June of 2019 and Colin Marikawa also turned pro in June of 2019, so they're a great comparison. Yeah, I think Victor has made so many strides in the right direction, but Colin has stayed consistent. Yeah, that that might be the difference and why maybe Victor's kind of catching my eye a little bit more because Colin just consistently been good. Yeah, and Victor Hovland's had these up and down waves where he's been good, been bad, and now he's back up to being good again. 
We'll see if he ends up dipping a second time. Yeah, I, I mean, think Victor's, that's what's interesting. Victor's learning, which is where I think the separation comes from. Com, like I said, he already has a WGC and a major. We're still seeing these learning curves from Victor Hovland. I forget what tournament it was last year, but there was the one hole that he was on, and he was in a bush, and he could have taken a penalty for an extra stroke. But instead, he decided to hit it out of the bush and ended up with, well, like a 10 on the hole or something like that. Yeah. Um, Colin wouldn't do that. Colin would make the smart play and take the extra stroke out of the bush, knowing that his chances are better of making up that shot from a comfortable place. And I think that's honestly where the separation is currently. And I think that is obviously going to come with time as we see Victor progress and keep making strides, like you said, in the right direction and learning when to make the right decision and when to make the risky decision, because it's not like Colin doesn't make risky decisions either. It's just, he makes the smarter risky decisions, if that makes sense. Right. And I agree with you there. Cause uh, Victor just kind of seemed like the, the guy that was willing to go for it, where Colin was going to always play the smart shot and know yeah. that later on in the tournament, he can make that shot up. Yeah. Um, where Victor is trying to win every hole at that mm-hmm. time in his career. He's obviously progressed exponentially now as an, as a mature golfer, but yeah. I just found it interesting that Kyle Marikawa and Victor Hovland, I feel like can be a great side-by-side comparison kind of a la a Rory Jordan Spieth uh, yeah, a couple no, of years sure. ago, uh, because they've come in at the same time. They're doing kind of the same things. Colin's just a bit better right now, but Victor's on yeah. a heavy rise. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to keep track of these two, especially since I found this website. I'm so happy about this website. <laughs> I'm such a stat nerd. It's ridiculous. This what, is you like my, my happy place. Story? No, what was your post on the story? <laughs> what did you do? What did you, what, what did you do to me? Hold on now. I got to look. You'll see it. Ah, oh, jeez. What are you, what are you, what are you trying to do to me? I'm you just, would. I'm just doing some mid, mid recording posting. No big deal. There's nothing on the story. Totally man. paying attention. Yeah, there is. There should be. It hasn't loaded yet, I don't think. Let me see. It says it's on there. Oh, wait, it's uploading. Yeah, there you go. It's posted. It's posted. Oh, there you go. Check oh, now. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like my stats. Okay, this is what I do. I'm a fan <laughs> of my stats. I'm a big stat guy, also an equipment nerd. This is why we're good for each other on this podcast. You love the the great things about golf, the emotion, the passion that it goes in it. I'm here with my crunching of the numbers, looking at the statistics, trying to show you that passion can't win tournaments. It's all about the stats. And you try to tell me the passion wins tournaments and it's not all about the stats and it's a give and take. That's that was a really nice way for you to say that I'm stupid and <laughs> you're just going to look at the numbers. <laughs> it was a really nice way of saying that i appreciate, I appreciate the sugar coating thank you <laughs> although it I is what sugar. i was trying the next to time say. just say it okay oh god <laughs> just funny. tell me that you think i'm an idiot for enjoying the emotional <laughs> side of golf <laughs> oh that's that's not what i was trying to say but that is funny <laughs> that is good <laughs> oh man that's funny all righty um, so that's, that's enough of Brian's stat hour here. Uh, let's move into some of the other storylines from the tournament. Not a whole lot of storylines out of this tournament, except yeah, I got for one. you got, I got one. one. You got yeah. One. Uh, we got the nice round of the week. Oh, hell yeah. Bring it to me. What do we got? My man, JT. J. With the nice round of the week with a T. Sunday 69. 
the Sunday 69 to chef's kiss. Chef's kiss to the show Sunday 69. Congrats, JT, on the nice round of the week. Nice. Nice. Um, Ian Poulter did not have a nice round of the week. In fact, had the worst hole recorded by any of the golfers Um, on Friday. On the 16th hole, a quadruple bogey. Nice. Absolutely obliterating his round. And he ended up taking a Twitter, as we know, Ian Poulter is very popular on Twitter. Ends up taking a Twitter shortly after and goes ahead and he tweets, sometimes sports throw you interesting scenarios. Today was one of those. One shot turns what was a great tournament into packing bags and heading home. What looked like a T10 heading into the weekend. Never have I been so disappointed. Poor focus in you is usually the culprit. Angry face, angry cursing face. Um, and these are the kind of social media rants that I can get behind because it's not attacking anybody, not harming anyone except for himself, obviously. Let's be a little bit nicer to yourself, Ian. You're a professional golfer. Pump the brakes, okay? Um, but apparently, he was not over it after 24 hours. He takes to Instagram. Oh, okay. And he writes in his story, um, non-committal to a shot turns what was a great tournament into packing bags and heading home. Uh, I have to, I have to evaluate why and move onwards. Poor focus is usually the culprit, but why in all capitals with question marks abundant. Uh, so what ended up happening is uh, it kind of unraveled for him on the 515 yard par four 16th. Uh, he took a penalty after his second shot and one after his fifth and marked himself down for a quadruple bogey eight on the next hole, the 386 yard par four. He was penalized after his second shot and finished with a bogey. He parred the 18th, but he had gone from eight under on the 16th fairway to three under on the 18th green. An absolute disaster. Uh, Then after the Instagram post, two hours later, he posts on his story, distractions, 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 distractions. I can't believe I made it all the way through that. But obviously he feels like he was a bit distracted on these holes and uh then he writes finally well a good night's sleep normally shrugs a snowman off but it didn't could still be a little warm under the collar today still disgusted by the finish yesterday time to be more ruthless i feel ruthless i love that word i i know i'm i'm sitting here like should i put money on ian for that is cup champion (laughs) like he ruthless (laughs) he is angry uh, and we do know Ian Poulter to kind of be one of the more fiery Brits. Uh, kind of he and Tyrrell are um, two of the more fiery guys coming out of the UK. Um, but how do you feel about a golfer taking to Twitter like this, kind of ranting, uh, Twitter and Instagram, I should say, kind of ranting about his round, just being passionate and uh, kind of just not not doing anything to harm anybody, but more just yelling about his own round. I'd like to add, he also posted a picture to the story it was his uh, a picture of his card a like kind of like a nuclear explosion mushroom cloud over the uh over the snowman and a nice little snowman in the corner nice <laughs> um yeah well here's here's how i feel about it uh it's great to see how much he cares but let's be honest passion doesn't win golf tournaments stats do so you just got to be better on the stat sheet i guess you know what i mean um <laughs> That's what, it's true. That's, that's what my boy Brian told me. <laughs> Damn it, um, Rick. 
because now I got now I got to look. I got to know. I got I got to look at what it, what it was. I got to see how it affected his his stats here. I mean, it's it's just it just all boils down to stats are how you win golf tournaments. It doesn't matter how passionate you are about the game of golf. Um, just be a robot and uh, get better stats. That's what Bryson DeChambeau does, and he wins all the time. So, oh, no, Lord. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I I appreciate that he is is as caring about getting an eight as he is. It hurts because I get those all the time. So it kind of hurts that someone gets that upset about an eight. Um, <laughs> I'm ecstatic with an eight most most scenarios, um, but yeah, yeah. These, these stats are I, pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. Um, yeah, no, I mean we love Ian. He's he's the head of our show, uh, so he is. We can't we can't hate on him, but what are you gonna do? Sometimes you make a bad decision. Sometimes you get a snowman. Sometimes your round falls apart. You it know what? You just gotta yeah. come back next week. Agreed. And he's about to be ruthless. So I'm actually kind of scared for the next golf course that CZ and Poulter <laughs> on it because it's about to get dominated. <laughs> uh, you know, what's interesting, the more I look at these, uh, I like to call it kind of the uh, the Pentagon uh, diagram where like it has five different points and like the kind of spreads a Pentagon diagram, like a pentagram. No, not like a like a, it's a diagram showing like a statistical placement of five different stats. And it, we're not worshiping Satan here. <laughs> Okay. Man, you get in a zone when you're talking stats because that <laughs> flew so far over your head and it only hit when it came back like uh, a boomerang. <laughs> like a boomerang. <laughs> like Saka in Avatar. <laughs> Just... Drink cactus juice. It'll quench you. <laughs> nothing, nothing's quench here. <laughs> Um, what I found interesting in looking at this diagram is you like kind of compare like the newer golfers to the older golfers. And it's crazy because the top of the, the five points here is driving, driving accuracy and approach. And the other side is putting and around the green. You see heavy like strokes gained positive stats on the putting around green and approach for the older golfers. Oh yeah. Definitely. And you see it, the complete opposite for the younger golfers where it's driving distance, driving accuracy and approach. Yeah, no, I, I can see that for sure. Uh, that, that actually, that would have been my guess. If you, if you gave me an option to guess which one would have been, which. Yeah. Mostly because I feel like chipping and putting on tour is just something that comes with experience. Like you can be, you can be the best young golfer you want, but when you have a Phil Mickelson, who's played a course 50 times coming and you have to get a putt and he has to hit a putt and he's putted on that green 200 times. And you've only put it on that green, maybe 40 times. He's going to sink it more than you will. Right. And then <laughs> distance and distance and everything driving wise, like doesn't shock me either because Obviously, as you get older, you lose flexibility. You can't produce as much power and all that stuff I'm not going to get into. But that also doesn't shock me. Um, but, yeah, it is definitely interesting that you can see a visible a visible difference in ages there. And you know what's funny is the uh, the only – I'm glad you brought up his name because the only one who breaks that stereotype is, in fact, Phil Mickelson. And <laughs> <laughs> bombs in <laughs> absolute nukes. <laughs> 
Oh man, except for driving accuracy, dear Lord Phil, get yourself together. Can you <laughs> not accurate at all? No, I keep I keep going back in years too, and never get it never reaches tour average. That man just cannot figure out how to put the ball <laughs> in the fairway, but he hits he hits bombs. That's as the matters, you know. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do have to. I do have to give a quick shout out in the name of uh, hitting bombs. I have to give a shout out to uh, Tyler and uh, John Murray, um, two of our listeners. After last week's episode, they both sent me that meme uh, posted by Golf Balling, where it says, "Iron off the tee doesn't guarantee you'll hit the fairway. Driver off the tee doesn't guarantee you'll miss the fairway. When in doubt, send it." Um, the day after our podcast dropped, I got that from both of them. So shout out to them uh, for. I think being on my side, I know John's on my side. I don't know about Tyler though. Cause he has a putting green in his basement. So he might be on the opposite side. Yeah, I know. I know John's on your side. Uh, John and I have had this conversation plenty of times. He's definitely not John on my gets side. It. John gets it. John well, gets it. You know, however you want to put that, you can put that. Um, <laughs> sorry, John, I know you're listening in your car right now, but uh, I do appreciate you, but uh, that's why we make a good scramble team. You hit the bombs. I'll get us on the fairway. Uh, moving forward, <laughs> uh, the LPGA, no golf out of the LPGA this past week. Uh, coming up, though, this week is the Pelican Women's Championship at the Pelican Golf Club from November 11th to November 14th. So good luck to them. Happy to see some more LPGA golf being played as that season moves forward. And then we got the last bit of PGA stuff here as we look forward to the Houston Open Uh out there in Houston, Texas, where it's going to be warm. Good for them. Um, lucky. <laughs> lucky you guys. Uh, loving the top five here, actually. Um, Who we got? Lot. And I think you'll like it, too. So let's start at number five. The man, the myth, the mulleted legend. Cam, Cam Smith. Smith is back? Cam Smith is back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we'll never know how deflating the untimely playoff loss at Liberty National felt, but he cracked the lid on the new season with four sub-69s for a T9 at the nice. CJ Cup at Summit. He's in the top five. That's huge. There's a lot of confidence in that guy, and I love it because <laughs> he's the best, and oh, yeah. he totally didn't think I was an idiot. I still remember that. <laughs> One of the more oh, embarrassing man. moments of my life. Cammy Mullet is my inspiration. I, yeah, you there know, with no mullet. <laughs> standing there with no mullet and a hat on like a doofus. Um, I've already explained myself. You can go back to that episode about the BMW Championship, everybody. I've already explained myself. Um, How's the mullet coming? We're, hey, we're working on it. I got, I got longer hair now. Uh, we're working on it. Um, number four. The man that never stops, Sung J.M., the gift that keeps on giving. He will golf until his arms fall off. Um, don't worry. He's fine. Although it's rare, he's entitled to three consecutive weeks off. Chase's victory at the Shriners of the T9 at the CJ uh, Cup at Summit, under par in all 12 rounds this season. That's got to be his stud. catchphrase. What? He'll play golf until his arms fall off? Okay, I mean, Dr. Seuss. thank you thank you it rhymes out here and not even knowing it hey you know i'm just i'm just gonna always be uh no it's that's that's false i can't i can't rhyme very well i i can't (laughs) as the kids say nowadays uh bars not very good at spitting bars (laughs) how old did that just make me sound very old (laughs) uh number three 
the sexiest man in golf, Matthew Wolf, uh, eliminated any residual doubt of his reamer. Uh, re- 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 Remer. <laughs> Woo! Reemergence with a bogey-free 65 to punctuate a T5 at Mayakoba, which trailed a T17 and a runner-up finish to launch into the new season. I do have to say, I think Matthew Wolf is back. I think Fair. he's back. I'm saying Fair. it now. It's he's, early. He's been, playing, he's been playing well. It's early, and he hasn't I hope had he, I hope he keeps going. Yet, but yeah. I do hope he keeps going. So do I. Uh, number two, <clears throat> Rick's boy, Scotty Scheffler, on Go. cue after some rest. He delivered a solo fourth at Mayakoba and ended a three-month drought without a top 20. Settled for T32 here last year, but closed with a 65, his best score of the week. Love it. So he's coming off some confidence at this course. Sure, it was a year ago, but let's count it. I'm going to count it. I think that's the funny thing about golf is it doesn't matter how long ago it was. You can get like, like in other sports, like, like hockey. If you lose a hockey game, you go into the next day, even if you're in the same stadium, say we're in like a Stanley cup playoff scenario. Right. And you're in game six and seven and you're in, well, no, even, even then it wouldn't be anyway. You're in game one and three. This is a really bad. It's falling apart. Um, you're in game one and three. You just lost there a few days ago. You're going back. Confidence can be low. Um, if you just won there, your confidence can be very high. Whereas golf, if you won there at all, your confidence can be high. You could have won there five years ago, but you know that you've done it there before. Mm-hmm. So all you need to do is just relax and, and do your thing. Because right. you know you can do it. You've done it before. This, the only thing that's going to change is how you play, and you have True. control over that. True. Um, I like that. As much as like it kind of fell off the rails, it came right back on. I know. I kind of, I kind of got it back on. I'm a little bit. That finish was fantastic, by downtown <laughs> on the finish. Have you ever seen that? You ever seen that movie <clears throat> with uh, what is it, Mark Wahlberg, where the train is like going too fast and they gotta like stop it? No. No. I didn't know Mark Wahlberg was in a train film. It might not, it might not be Mark Wahlberg. I don't know. There's a movie where like the train is like going too fast and they got to figure out how to stop it. And it's like, oh dear, it's going to crash and kill a bunch of people and like hit like a, a town that's like has like nuclear power plants and stuff and just oh, blow dear up God. the whole town. And then they have to like figure out how to stop it. That was me with that analogy there. <laughs> got to figure out how to stop it. Because <laughs> spoiler alert, they eventually figure out how to stop the train. But <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> And, and that's exactly what you did. You figured out how to stop the train, get it back on course, and come in for a nice, kind of. smooth landing. I don't know about smooth. <laughs> it's bumpy, but it stopped. It was, <laughs> you didn't kill anyone. You know? It was, it was about as smooth as Ellie trying to back up the other day in neutral. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's going to drop a transmission one of these days. I promise you it's going to happen. Um, in the number one seed, we got Sam Burns. Who used to sport the Sam finest mustache Burns. on tour, no longer does. Bit rude. Uh, back for redemption after squandering the outright lead after the second and third rounds in route to a T7. Twice a PGA Tour winner since, including five weeks ago at the Sanderson Farms. Sam Burns, number one power ranking spot. I love it. Fascinating pick. I mean, I he's, he's number one right now, so. It's true. It's true. Uh, some notables from the top 15, Brooks Kepka at 14, Tyrrell hey. at 13, Kenzie Hughes at 10, with uh, yeah. Joaquin Neiman at 7 as well. Some honorable mentions out of the top 15 there. Uh, so we got the Houston Open this coming week. 
And other than that, Rick, unless you have any other PGA news, we move forward to the two-man scramble. Did you change the computer again? I did. Why do you do that to me all the time? I don't. I mean, I just do it because I don't like having the separate screen apart. What is the purpose of it again? So I can read news and whatnots. Oh, so you just you're back on just me now. Yeah, like the, my screen is just oh. the Zoom. Oh, okay. But like prior gotcha. to all that, I have like my browser up. Yeah, no, okay. It. I didn't I didn't realize that. I thought it was something that you were doing to my camera. I was like, how are you controlling that? <laughs> you don't know what I have control over. <laughs> where's that? Where's that camera blocker we got from Xfinity? <laughs> just use my finger. <laughs> <laughs> Forever just holding your finger there. <laughs> Uh yeah, so like laying in bed at like midnight. Brian, you're not watching me, are you? (laughs) Brian, Brian, you watching? Um, unless you got any other PGA stuff, uh, two man scramble then? That is it. Let's Let's head to the scramble forward. Uh, so we have a question from a fan here. Let me skedaddle on over to that. I had it, it is gone now. Hold on, (laughs) I gotta find it. And there it is. All right, nice fan question here. Do you think watching golf? can help someone learn now my assumption of this is watching the tour strictly not like youtube stuff i i don't know because i do think like don't absolutely inundate yourself with youtube information it's just going to give you a thousand swing thoughts and you're going to suck no matter what (laughs) um but i do think you know very specific things you search on google or go to YouTube for, and you do them in small spurts, one thing at a time, can help you with very specific items in your swing, in your golf thoughts, um, in a lot of different stuff. I do think that can be beneficial. Now, strictly watching tour and not doing all that stuff, I don't think is going to benefit anyone's golf game unless yeah, so, you do really well at mirroring. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer, answer it in two ways. One, answering the actual question. And then one answering it another way. So I'm assuming the actual question is saying, if you're watching PGA tour Thursday to Sunday, do you get better at golf? And my answer is, is yeah, it's no there. You, you don't get better just watching these guys play um, because they're perfect uh, with their swings. Uh, no one is going to be able to mimic Rory McIlroy swing. Even if you're really good at mirroring things, you're not going to be able to read a green like they do. If you just watch them play golf. Uh, so my answer to that question is no. Now, building off of what you started talking about, other media, yes, 100% can make you better at golf. And it's going to sound weird, but I'm going to say it because it helps. I started playing PGA 2K, and I got a million times better at reading a green from off the green, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, creativity around the greens can be helped watching other people golf even playing a video game which sounds super weird but like they're based off real courses mechanics aren't exactly the same but they mechanics are pretty pretty crazy with video games nowadays mm-hmm. and again just general creativity seeing people do certain things um and in your head like you get out on a course and you're like I wonder if instead of just going straight for the hole right now, I kind of try to aim for this ridge and like let it feed down a little bit. And you might not get it the first time. You might not even get it the 50th time, but like just getting that creativity flowing and not doing hit ball straight to hole every single time you're playing. It's one going to make the game more fun Mm -hmm. because hitting the ball straight 
and trying to get it into the hole just in as few shots as possible. I'm going to be honest, not that fun. Um, maybe it, it's just because I don't do yeah. that. Maybe it's just because I don't do that. Maybe I don't know. It's because I don't know how to do that. Um, I, I, I'm not saying it wouldn't be great to shoot under 70. It would be fantastic to shoot under 70. But in long term, I can't see that being something that I would enjoy right for the rest of my life. Like I, as much as you hate going out and hitting a horrible shot and having a horrible round, that's what makes golf fun because that's what brings you back. Cause you want to like, do better. Exactly. Yeah. And like me personally, I know who I am as a person. When I feel like I know how to do something, I start to lose interest in it. When I feel like I know a good amount of what there is to know about that subject, I start to lose interest in it. And I know that me personally, if I ever got to that point, I would start to lose interest in it. Right. So, I mean, again, kind of got off the rails here, not answering the question anymore, but no, I don't think just watching the PGA tour is going to make you better at golf. But other mediums, like Rick yes. uh, said, other mediums can absolutely help with your game. I, I think so, at least. Just don't take anything too deep. If you no. are trying to use yeah. other like YouTube videos, I know you said you follow a guy on TikTok that does like. Yeah, uh, Manello like Golf, man. He's, he's a, com- he's a like comedian that. and a swing tip guy, so it kind of okay. it helps. Yeah. So like obviously watching those things is going to, again, boost your creativity and help your golf game to an extent. But again, don't take anything too seriously, especially when it comes to actual swing mechanics, because you see these guys out on tour. None of them have the exact same swing. Their mm-hmm. swing is perfect for them, but none of them have the exact same swing. People try to mimic Matthew Wolf's little hitch that he has in his swing and they can't do it. Borderline, But it works, but it yeah. works for Matt Wolf. So, I mean, watching them play isn't going to do anything. Yeah, taking little tips here and there from a YouTube video from a TikTok guy who I guess is pretty good. I don't know. I, have, I don't have TikTok, um, but like little things here and there is, is definitely going to help your game. I think uh, one of the best tips I've received um, is I forget who told me this, but they said, just swing your swing. You're never going to be anybody else's swing. You only have your own. Just learn how to adapt your own swing. However, it is that you end up doing that. Um, I think that's one of the one of the best tips that we can also give is just be yourself. Swing your swing. You're not going to be one of these guys on tour. You're not even going to be your buddy. Your buddy's got a different swing too. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's everyone has swing different levels yeah. of flexibility. Everyone has different levels of power in their swing. Everything. Nothing is going to be the same. Exactly. Um, and then other than that, we have our continuation of our segment with the Thanksgiving foods. The Thanksgiving foods turned into golf course foods. Love it. Um, so first things first, I'm going to run through our options, um, that we've had so far. Love it. Um, first was green bean casserole pizza. I believe that right. was third on the list. I believe from that was we, third. Uh, I believe that was third. Uh, turkey chips was, was your other idea. That was second. Uh, and I don't, again, I don't know if we're going to beat it, but number three, uh, and the best option that we've had so far is a uh, deep fried stuffing on a stick with some gravy on it. So uh, don't know if that's even possible to, even so close to beating. Uh, so it just good. sounds amazing. It sounds and incredible it in my mouth. Um, <laughs> oh. So <laughs> this week I have come up with three ideas that do not match up to that, but I'm going to try my best anyway. Uh, so my first idea, you ever had a walking taco? I have had a walking taco. My idea is a walking Thanksgiving meal. Okay, what do we put so we in get, there? So we get so we get some some like a bag, right? I haven't decided what the base is going to be yet. Gravy. Well, that's not a base. What do you mean by base? Like a base food? Like how you have like you start with a bag of Doritos, you know? What I mean? Oh, right. So right. I'm thinking maybe we can start with some turkey chips. 
Love that. Love that. <laughs> and then just like a walking taco, you just kind of put whatever you want in there. You can throw some stuffing in there. You can throw some cream corn. Ooh, like versatile. I like yeah. that. I like um, the versatility there. Yeah. So that was my first idea. A walking okay. Okay. Um, my second idea, not not a great idea, uh, but I felt like it needed to be done, and I figured I would take one for the team. Uh, mm-hmm. A cranberry dog, uh, a hot dog cranberry with cranberry dog. sauce on it. Hmm. Uh, sounds kind of disgusting. A little bit. Mostly because I don't like cranberry sauce, but I felt like it had to be done. I like cranberry um, sauce. I don't like hot dogs. That's the uh, yeah. that's the only thing. Um, so but yeah, uh, but a hot dog at the turn can change your round. I I am on yeah. board with that. So so I I was I don't know maybe. Um, all right, all right. And then my last one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy about this one because I'm think excited. Let me ask you this, Brian. Do you like cream I'm, corn? I do like cream corn. Um, have you ever thought about maybe having cream corn as a filling in a pierogi? What did you just say to me? <laughs> Are you telling me you're putting cream corn in a pierogi? Yeah. You've never been more Polish, first and foremost. <laughs> um, second, second, you know how you can like dip a pierogi? <laughs> you know how you can dip a pierogi in sour cream? Yeah. You think you can do that in some gravy? You probably could. Oh. A cream corn pierogi and gravy. That sounds so good. <laughs> that sounds so good. Oh, how'd you come up with that? It's so good. I don't know. That was Damn. actually the last one I came up with. You remember when we got on? And I was like, I don't have a third one. I actually came up with that like mid episode. Yeah, that's huge. That is um, massive. Yeah, I like. Oh I'm actually God. a pretty big fan of that one. I don't think it beats deep fried stuffing on a stick. I don't think anything ever will. Right, but. In my personal opinion, I think it's a good second. That's a solid second. That's actually where second. I'm going to put that. I'm putting yeah, that you in want that, second. You want that second. I'm putting that in second. Okay, let me get a list going here of where yeah. we're at right now. So we got number one is going to be deep fried stuffing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Stuffing starts with an S, not an F. Um, Fluffing. <laughs> number two, we got cream corn pierogies. Hell yeah. All right, what do we got? Number three. <clears throat> Number three, I'm actually going to put the walking Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, I just think it's versatile and I like it. I think the base might need to change. Maybe, uh, maybe croutons or something like that. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really sure like too much about that because usually, like I said, you use like Doritos or something like right, that. Right. Yeah, you would need chips. Yeah. Um, Doritos is not a Thanksgiving. No, definitely thing. not. Um, but. At number four, I'm going to keep the uh, turkey chips. Okay. Number five, I'm putting the uh, the green bean casserole pizza. Okay. And then last, I'm putting the, I'm putting the cranberry sauce hot dog. <laughs> it just it does not sound appetizing to <laughs> me. If that gets last overall, I'm going to hate myself. <laughs> we, have, we have to put something down there that's, <laughs> that's worse, I guess, hopefully. It just sounds so unappetizing. But <laughs> like, we does told not them, sound good at all. We told the like, folks we I was would like, do it. We need to have a hot dog. Like hot dog is the number one golf snack. Like we can't have, we can't not have a hot dog. And it's I was true. like, what can you? What else could you put on a hot dog? I mean, I guess you could put cream corn on a hot dog, but that sounds kind of messy for a golf course. It does sound kind of messy. You want to you want to remember this is this has to be like at the turn. Yeah, know? exactly. Like you, we, you could eat, eat all these things go. at the turn. Yeah. You, know? you gotta be able to eat it on the go. All right, yeah. I think we got a solid list going. We got a pretty solid list going right now. I'm excited to make this stuff. Number one and two is like I'm really excited about one and that's, two. That's up there. Like. I'm very excited <laughs> about one and two. Um, 
All right. Well, I think that ought to do it. Unless you got anything else. I got nothing else. All righty. That ought to do it for this episode of From the Tips. Again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. You helped us reach the over 1,000 mark for the listens. Let's keep that number rising. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Listen to it twice, three times, four times. We don't care. Rate it on the Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. Uh, leave a comment. I think you can do that on Apple Podcasts, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Uh, comment, subscribe, like the video. Not the video. <laughs> like the well, you could like the video. Like the, like the video. Like the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at from the tips underscore pod. We out. Thanks, guys. See you later.